good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local, national, Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is sponsored by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Howl! That was a good one. Uh, there's a couple times where uh, Zoe and I had to be the only howl howlers. <laughs> How do you say howlers? Yeah, what howling. if you had a howl by yourself? That'd be lonely. Oh, that would be. Hey, uh, before we get to, we're going to lead off with uh, our sacred animal section with awesome. you, Wendy, and probably get a call to action at the end of the show, too. Mm-hmm. And we have Dr. Stately on, but I just wanted to to say our prayers, and um, that's not enough. Uh, four killed, nine injured in a bank shooting here in, you know, in Kentucky. I do believe it was Kentucky. Um, Happens every day here in the U- U.S. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. And also, uh, hey, Nashville, we're watching you. Tennessee, mm-hmm. with the three people removed, now they they brought one of the lawn ma- lawmakers uh, back to the house. And so, you know, um, we're in the upside-down world now, Zoe. Um, you got m- another 70 years of this, and Wendy and I are out out the door <laughs> here soon, and uh, we pray for you. We do, Zoe. There's a lot going Thank on you. out there for you youngsters to take care of and fix because it's a mess. It is. It is a mess. Thanks, guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, and everyone's hopefully doing what they can to minimize it. <laughs> Uh, definitely. Hey, so let's lead off, when with uh, our sacred animal section, and then we'll have Dr. Stately on. Yeah. Welcome, as always. Thank you. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means care is for them. I was given that name by my dega, Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. Today, we we are asking everyone to uh, who lives in Minnesota for a call of action. Howling for Wolves is asking everyone to go on their page, howlingforwolves.org, and they have a take action. You just click on where the picture of the wolf is, and it says take action. You click on that, and what happens is there's a big email and you put your information in and send the email out and it goes to your representatives and it also goes to our governor walls here in Minnesota. We're really getting nervous here and we're getting down to the nitty gritty and we really need every legislator representative and our governor out there to know we do not support a wolf hunt here in Minnesota. So if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Now, there's a couple of things that you can do when you look at the email, read the email, and to make it more personal, right in the beginning of the email, you could just put one or two sentences that is important to you, why we should save our Minnesota wolves. You could delete the whole email and you could write something yourself if you'd like, or you could just send along the email as it is, just put in... Put in your information and the program will know who your representative is, who your legislators are, and who the governor is. And it will go right to their desk. So we need everyone to make sure that they do this. And that would be really important to do if you could do it. I'm going to mention this again at the end of the show as well. But that's what we need you to do. And I already did it quite a few times. I'm sure that they know. Well, tell everybody how easy it is because I guess you just want to personalize and then talk about it. And, you know, Wendy, when I think about this, it's like people, 
uh, you know, anyone can learn from their own mistakes. It's geniuses that learn from others. And look what happened in Wisconsin with mm. this wolf hunt there. Insanity. Yes, they had the wolf hunt. They opened up wolf hunting and they had a quota of, I'm guessing the numbers, I don't have them in front of me. I'm going to say 200 wolves, that that's what they were allowed to do. And they opened up the wolf hunting. The, they had to close it down within 72 hours because... They killed so many wolves, it went over the quota, and it was a bloodbath in Wisconsin. Yeah. We do not want that here in Minnesota, and it's really important that we make sure that our legislators know. Well, um, and then we just talk about, too, as uh, Native Americans, Wendy, that um, mm -hmm. you know we have – Ho-Chunk have clans that are wolf clans. That's right. And I know other tribes, and our lieutenant governor is a wolf clan, mm -hmm. and so it's they're, what we talk about here. There are relatives. Yes, I'm hoping Peggy Flanagan, our lieutenant governor, will be able to, you know, convince Tim Walls, our governor, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that it's important for our wolves to be saved. And Peggy Flanagan has been on the show, and she said, you know, they are our family, and when a wolf is 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 hunted and killed, I feel like a family member has died. So. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, there's all these programs that we've talked about, Wendy, for seven years. Mm -hmm. You know, whether, oh, you know, these big bad wolves are coming in and eating livestock right. and caribou and I all know. these crazy moose. things. Moose. Yeah. And I mean, there's programs out there that, you know, reimburse people, mm -hmm. put, uh, those kind of flyers. The fences, and fences up that have fledging, it's called, where they, is it called fledging? I'm saying that wrong. Anyway, there's uh, strings of fabric around the fences, and uh, they have other means, uh, sound machines and other things yeah. to dis distract the wolves and to distract. To disperse them to go elsewhere to leave the uh, livestock alone. Uh, so just compose your message, howlingforwolves.org. Go on, take action. They make it so easy. You just go there, you compose your message, you could send the message as it is, you could add anything you'd like to it. It goes to the governor, your state senator, and your state representative. And um, that's it. You just hit click send message, and that's as simple as it goes. I mean, literally, it takes less than a minute. Well, let's just talk about, for one second, Wendy and Zoe, let's just talk about um, who the heck would just go out there. First of all, it isn't like going duck hunting and you can, like, uh, or deer hunting and eat the, you know, eat it. Mm -hmm. Nobody eats these wolves. wolves. It's just people like. I think of a South Park episode where they just blow stuff away. It's There's like, something in their mind, and I don't know how it gets there, and it's probably from early conditioning saying that it's okay to do this, like fathers who go out there with their sons or daughters and have them with these guns and shoot the wolves. <sighs> now, here's the thing. This is not even a fair fight. Like, Robert, right. you always joke around and say if it was a fair fight, the wolves would also have guns. But it's not even, they're not even using rifles. They're using high-powered right. AR-15s. They're using calls that mimic the, the sound of pups crying, so it lures the wolves closer so that they can get blown away. They're using bait and and things like that also. So this is not fair game. This right. is horrible. And you know what? There's a lot of hunters out there who are totally against this. Right. And who will say this is not ethical hunting. This is not hunting. This is just murder and just causing a bloodbath. So we really need this not to take place here. And like I the commercial says, we want to keep our wolves for future generations. Well, and I I also say, Wendy, if it was a true sport, this hunting with wolves, the wolves would have guns yes, too and exactly. shoot back. Yes, but, absolutely. You know, thanks for that update, and we thank uh, Howling for Wolves for doing what they do. Mm -hmm, um, absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Maureen Hackett, who is the founder of Howling for Wolves. She really does so much for this organization. You could also donate to Howling for Wolves. Right. Go to that website, and Wendy, uh, you know... Howlingforwolves.org. Right on. Hey, up next, Dr. Stately. We haven't talked to the good doctor in a long time. 
We always talk a little COVID and uh, what's going on politically around Turtle Island, so it'll be good to see the doctor again when. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. A lot has changed since 2020. Metro Transit wants to hear from you to help build a network that best serves the Metro's needs for the next five years. Help us grow the right way as more resources, like more drivers, become available. Learn more, fill out an online survey, and find out about upcoming meetings in your neighborhood at metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is sponsored by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, we're going to have Dr. State Leon in a second here as soon as I send him the link. Wendy, Wendy and uh, <laughs> Zoe, uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> so, Zoe, I have, um, you know, we were talking before in the last segment about what the world is such a mess right now and what we're leaving to you younger people. And I really feel bad about it. And we are working. I just want you to know and everybody young out there listening that we are really trying to fix things up so we don't leave you in a- absolute disaster. But it doesn't look good. You know, global warming, (laughs) gun control, the abortion issue. I mean, I feel like we're going backwards in time. So I hope that by the time Robert and I are gone, that you will be able to pick it up and and go forward and to make the world a better place than it is today. Mm -hmm. No, I really do think it is backwards and upside down but also it's interesting to like talk to like my grandmother's um generation or you know something where like a lot of what she went through in college I kind of went through in college but it was just such a different time like she was going through like civil rights era like women women's liberation movement and then you know we obviously had the pandemic and you know the murder of George Floyd so it's just interesting to see how like a lot has changed, obviously, and there's a lot of acknowledgement to the people who changed it. But also, it's just like, you know, a lot a lot of people on this earth have already kind of seen this once before. Um, mm-hmm. So we can definitely turn to our older generations to ask for help and how they handled it in their time, too, when they were young people. So, Yeah, it's a cycle, isn't it? It's a cycle. It's a, like a 40-year cycle, it seems like. And also a 140-year cycle I was reading somewhere. That you know um, the Confederates and uh, you know the, like the North the and Red, the South. <laughs> yeah, well, the racial racial tension. So mm-hmm. it's it's a cycle that we always have to be aware of. And uh, 
Speaking aware of, there's Dr. Stately. Welcome to Native Roots Radio, Dr. Stately. Bonjour. Hey, long time no see. It seems like uh, I haven't talked to you in months. Uh, it's probably been about three weeks. That's that's a uh, that's a Take month and ho chunk time. Yeah. Well, how, how, <laughs> how did it go? How did the season go uh, with the kids and the hockey, your young men? It went really well. Boys. Yeah, it went really well. My sons, um, the well, remember they were on two separate teams. So yep. JV doesn't go to state. So Chaskay didn't get to go to state. But his brother, Quatley, um, and his team, um, 16 years, <laughs> they won the state tournament. <clears throat> Nice. Dog, the dog like that's that. exciting that's really something state tournament yeah it is um you know it it's great to to see our young ones uh and all the support doctor gives his his children and and these uh things that uh, it's just a good thing wendy um <laughs> well it was a pretty exciting day for him i think he got to um it was a really, really, really tight game for sure. I think I remember saying this to you. Or I said it to somebody because um, we got to the end of the season. Um, we lost our second place seed, which I think was a challenge. You know, it's kind of one of those things where like one of our players lost his temper a little bit in our last, our second to the last game. And he kind of retaliated against somebody who he interpreted had hurt him or like accidentally like sauced him. Um, <clears throat> but we ended up losing our fair play points in that game, which knocked us down from second place seed to third place seed, Ooh. which which is, um, you know, like something that I always tell young people. It's like, you know, you're like, just think, stop and think before you do what you, you're going to do because you never know what their repercussions are. And so um, – you know, that was uh, kind of a <clears throat> scary situation because we thought we were going to end up having to play like, um, you know, um, well, actually we did. We ended up playing um, a really difficult team um, who we had played um, once before during the regular season. It was a really tight game. Um, that was um, um, St. Thomas Academy, you know, yeah. it's a military school, very, very good hockey team. And, I was like, told my son, like, we have to win this game. You guys have to win this game because otherwise you're, you're, you're done or you're out. I think they could have done double elimination if I had to come back up the losing bracket. But they performed really well that, that day and in that, in that playoff. And then we ended up, um, uh, facing off for the championship against Stillwater, who was undefeated the entire season. Wow. No loss, no, no losses. We that handed them their first loss amazing. of the season in the championship game. That is amazing. That is, Seriously. You know, in the yeah. hockey tournament, exciting. it electrifies uh, St. Paul, you know, because St. Paul mm-hmm. needs that kind of electri- <laughs> electrifying. But, uh, and it's amazing. Uh, the tournaments, uh, the hockey tournaments, is just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's yeah. good skating, you know, checking and no fighting. So it, it's very enjoyable to watch. So the season, yeah. the season is over. Do they do another sport or do they take the summer off? Um, they'll do they'll do summer hockey stuff. Um, okay. Because, um, yeah, like, you know, at this level, they're, they're going into their junior year in high school next mm-hmm. year. So they really, both of them really want to be on um, varsity next year. So it's like, you know, doubling and tripling down with your efforts here. They're both, um, they're both, they're, so I signed them up for this summer program called Red and Black. Um, I'm that hockey dad that like, you know, <laughs> um, wh- was really forgetful and forgot to sign them up until the last minute. Um, and then there was no space on the South Metro League. So I had to sign them up in the North Metro League, which means every single weekend for the next six weekends, I'm driving them to Coon Rapids or to Blaine to pr- play hockey three okay. times a week. Wow. How do how do they play hockey in the summer? Doesn't the ice melt? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Only in your cocktails. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, oh. but uh, it, it was exciting because, like, 
you know, they didn't play all together at all last weekend. I mean, last mm. year at all. But this weekend they had their first um, official game. They had a couple of scrimmages the week before. But this weekend they had um, on um, the day before Easter, they had their first official game. And they won 3-1, to one, uh, again, against a really difficult team. Um, team comprised mostly of ja- varsity and junior varsity players and um, – um, from um, Osseo Maple Grove, which is a phenomenal team. Um, they show up usually every year in state playoffs. So um, that my, the fact that they won um, was amazing. And it was really awesome to see my sons playing together again because they yeah. played together their whole entire careers, right? And um, just watching them play together and work together, they actually scored the first goal in that game. Wow. They kind of did their, their typical thing, which – um, I was laughing because on the car ride home, uh, um, they were like, "Quality, that was a great play, right? We practiced that, and we practiced that um, that play in the garage all the time, like you know that passing back and forth, passing back and forth, and then one of them like you know um, snipes it into the mm-hmm. net, and it's exactly how they how they got that goal. So um, wow. they've had a couple of really great, really great experiences recently. My son was actually the one that scored the winning goal for the um, championship. It was a zero zero through all three periods, double overtime. So it was a really proud dad moment. It was just crazy. He did this like, crazy, crazy shot from behind the net, bounced out the guy's blocker, and went in the went in the um, wow. went in the goal. And I was like, that, I was like, that was a really lucky shot, son. <laughs> he goes, I know. Right. Well, just to let our Wisconsin <laughs> audience know that that in Minnesota, this is like the holy grail of hockey, uh, high school uh, hockey. Mm-hmm. A lot of Great players come out of that, and um, also great yeah. teams that are known forever. Yeah, and they like you know, um, um, <clears throat> um, uh, what's his name Boucher, Henry Boucher's grandson, Gabby, right. um, 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 Gabby Bouchard. No, it's Gabby Boucher mm-hmm. um, is actually um, Mr. Hockey this year. So he was named what? Mr. Hockey. Uh huh. Wow. And like you know, like my boys watch like War Road and everything. All those players out of War Road, they're like they're they're crazy. Like I mean, they they are dyed in the wool, dedicated hockey boys. Like they follow everybody. They know everybody's mm-hmm. name. They know their stats. They know like which team they're on. They know like you know everything about them. But like when the Gabby Boucher made. Um, uh, um, Mr. Hockey. Mr. Hockey, and they and even though Warro didn't win this year, they took second. You know, they lost to the championship, but wow. they were um, like, it was just it, it. His like face lit up. He was like, because he's so super proud that like you know he's like there's not a lot of native players that get to that level of play and that level of recognition, and so it's inspiring to them, and it's really nice to see them being be inspired by that. They're like, I want to do that, Dad. I want to be that. And so, that's awesome. Yeah, kind of cool. Wow, that is really cool. And I know last year, and I don't know uh, about this year, but last year he did a homage to his grandfather with his long hair, and he had the mm-hmm. the old band around his uh, hair like uh, Henry used to. And uh, people yeah. used to say I looked like Henry Boucher when I uh, when I when I when I got on the ice. But when they saw me skate, they went, "Oh no, forget it, forget I said anything." But. Hey, we'll be right here with right back with Dr. Stately, Wendy, and Zoe. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. Stay with us. A lot has changed since 2020. Metro Transit wants to hear from you to help build a network that best serves the Metro's needs for the next five years. Help us grow the right way as more resources, like more drivers, become available. Learn more, fill out an online survey, and find out about upcoming meetings in your neighborhood at metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks. 
call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. With spring here, fun is waiting for you at the Park Tavern. The Park Tavern is a great get-together location for family and friends. The food at the Park Tavern is outstanding with something for everyone. Pizza, wraps, sandwiches, burgers, salads, entrees, pasta, and wings. Take advantage of the best bowling lanes in Minnesota and enjoy the full menu while you bowl. The Park Tavern has all the big games on its many screens, and if you're looking for a private event, the Park Tavern offers private event packages for any size group. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, spring fun has sprung at the Park Tavern. The appliance industry is suffering from major delays with shortages on the horizon. The specialists at Warner Stelling have the area's best selection with thousands of appliances in stock for fast pickup or free delivery. Shop 10 Minnesota stores or at warnerstellian.com. Hey, it's Patrick for Zero Res. April is National Pet Month, and if you have furry, fluffy friends, you know they're not always careful about where they do their business. Plus, warmer weather is on the way, and that means they will be shedding that winter coat all over the carpets. But whether you're a pet owner or not, make sure to take advantage of Zero Rev showering April savings on you before the May flowers and the May pet fluff showering on your carpets not far behind. Get three rooms zero resified from the Twin Cities number one carpet cleaner starting at just 129 bucks, and take 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning this month to take care of pet dander and last year's pollen and other irritants before this year's flowers bloom. That's three rooms of the best clean you can buy for 129 bucks and 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning. Call 952-0-RES or book your appointment at ZeroResMinnesota.com today. Backward or forward spells the same, ZeroRes. New at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Kuma Wood Stoves and Fireplace Inserts. American-made, sturdy and efficient wood heaters. All models qualify for 30% tax credit you can earn for installing efficient and renewable wood heat. Come see the new wood-burning Kuma Stoves and Fireplace Inserts. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has been selling wood-burning products since 1977. Kuma wood burners are hard-working home heaters made from heavy, laser-cut steel. Kuma stoves and fireplace inserts have cast iron doors and large self-cleaning glass windows. You can see the firelight and feel the heat from their efficient fire. One of Woodland's many choices to make fire work for you and your home. We're with the chimney and installation experts. They not only install, but will guide you if you want to install yourself. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood, gas, and electric units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 48, Tuesday sunny with a high near 79, and Wednesday sunny with a high near 81. Latungi's Palette is hosting Joe Davis on Tuesday, April 11th for music and poetry. No charge or ticket required. Mingling starts at 6 p.m. and performance at 7 p.m. That's Joe Davis on Tuesday, April 11th at Latungi's Palette at 1400 Park Avenue South in Minneapolis. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. And here, we're here with Dr. Stately, who's the CEO of the Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. And we always like to uh, have a little talk here. But, you know, the first, first segment we're talking about, you know, how to combat generational trauma in a good way. And and Dr. Stately being uh, really involved with his kids and uh, really proud of his kids, and we are too. Um, so that that's exciting, Dr. Stately. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think it's like but the, the conversation before I jumped on was about combating generational trauma. Well, I think one of the things we don't often think about is – and we don't talk enough about, and I think it's really important for us to talk about, which is like, while it is true that we, um, our, our communities have a lot of, um, are, are still impacted greatly by um, generational or intergenerational trauma, 
um, you know, the impact of historical traumatic events that happened to us over multiple generations and um, a number of years, hundreds of years. The, 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 the obvious truth is that we also have um, coded in our DNA, our DNA, not just the traumatic effects, we also have the resilience and the, um, and the indigenous knowledge and the practices and the, the prayers, the ceremonies, our cultural life ways that are actually life-sustaining and are the antidote to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to lecture or do talks about... Uh-oh, we have a frozen... Dr. Stately, it looks if for those watching on Facebook, he looks like he's he looks looking good, looking out into the great horizon. <laughs> but he is good. looking good. Oh, there he goes. There he is. He's back. <laughs> We're frozen there for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, probably will be just off But in a good way. How did I look? Did I look good? Did I you look very yeah, good. You were looking. You were pondering. Yeah, you, you were, were pondering. pondering. You were looking out into the great horizon. Pondering. It was awesome. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll bring up uh, a very yeah. flattering like a, picture like a, of you. Yeah, there you go. Like a great philosopher, right? I was like, who? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. There's, there's, play, there's, there's Plato. Plato and Dr. Stacey. But what I was saying was that, you know, um, one of the ways to think about this work or this effect is that, you know, um, almost immediately within the, um, within the experience of colonization from the very start. Well, we're losing Dr. Stately. Yeah, we have Somebody, a... Somebody's yeah. playing video games in your house because uh, we're losing you tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. I know what I'm going to do. Oh, there's always a, there's always Can you hear me a now? Way. Yeah, yes. we, we hear you. Okay. So the, cool. uh, that, that first separation between us and land was really challenging, right? Mm-hmm. So, hold on. I know what to do. Oh, Dr. Stately is not only a doctor, but he's also an IT person okay. and he's straightening out <laughs> things out at the house He's getting closer to that uh, that modem, and uh, everything's beautiful. You know what I was watching today, Robert? It was really funny about these young kids who were trying to maneuver a rotary phone, ha! and that the parents were saying, "You know, I ask my kid, you know, for tech advice and all this stuff, <laughs> and they can't. E- they don't even know what to do with a rotary phone." There's a couple of good videos out there, so it's just it's pretty funny. Yeah. We like making fun of the younger generation if we, whenever we can't. Sorry, Zoe. Um, <laughs> Dr. Stately, are you there? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Definitely. You were saying something super profound yeah, and then can. it froze up. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Wendy, it, it's yeah, important. Yeah, I have the solution. Oh. Dr. Stately's talking over there. This is a good TV and good uh, radio right now. Um, One of the things I just want you to do while we're listening and waiting for Dr. Stately um, is talk about what website, again, uh, we have to go to for Howling for Wolves. Yes, please go to howlingforwolves.org and go just click on Take Action, and it'll bring you to the page. All you have to do is fill out your information and and send the email. This will go to your representative, senator, and the governor. And what we're trying to do is stop any wolf hunt here in Minnesota. So if you can just go ahead and do that, you could uh, delete the email and write your own. You could add a few sentences in the beginning. You could do what you want, but they make it really easy. Just fill out your basic information and hit send and you're helping so we appreciate you doing that looks like we got dr stately back welcome back dr stately hey there he is yeah hi look can you know okay yeah yes definitely you fixed it whatever you did Um, yeah yeah i'm i'm you know i'm an it specialist too apparently (laughs) that comes in handy being the ceo of the native american community clinic i bet (laughs) yeah like and as if that's actually helpful like I'm actually don't have those skills when our, when our, um, when our internet goes down. So sometimes our phone is, and because they're, you know, VOIP and man, that's like a tragic day. I was like, Oh my God. 
you know, right. patients can't call and check their appointments wow. and stuff like that. So. That is. But you were talking uh, 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 again about you know our resilience as Native people and how we how we can lean on our traditions and prayer and 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 things like that. And I I, I think that's where we left off with you. Yeah. Well, the thing that, like, um, when I used to talk about this stuff, I would say things like, you know, one of our first assaults was the separation of our relationship with our homelands, right? And it is hard. It is, um, that that was a tragic loss for many of us, especially being forcibly removed from our lands and have to go somewhere else. And so many of our ceremonies and so many of the practices that we have are somewhat land-based, right? So our specific way of understanding our relationship to the earth and to the cosmos and to the, and, and you know, to that spirit world that's embedded in our and understanding a specific place and space to, and, and your relationship to it. And so like we had to sort of figure those things out, but so many of our, um, you know, over the generations, people, um, you know, thought ahead, they engaged in, um, ways of protecting that knowledge, those songs, those ceremonies, that ceremonial knowledge, those rep practices and cultural life ways that would sustain us well into, you know, the next seven or eight generations, which is what we are supposed to do as Indigenous people. We think now we try to make decisions today, not necessarily for what's best for today, or even the next generation or the generation after that. We're supposed to be planning everything all, all of the time. We're supposed to be thinking out seven generations you know, we're here today because seven generations ago, somebody was thinking about us and, ex- and imagining us in this space and place as strong, resilient, remarkable um, human beings, which is what we are. Because you know? we, we, we need to remember that, you know, creator sent us here as spirits. We're, ha- we're having a human experience, but we came here perfectly as, as little beings, Wakanijan, you know, Abanujians. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, we arrived here perfect and the exercise that we have over here is to understand not how to be spiritual because we know that already it, it connects with us instantaneously right when mm-hmm. we are in the presence of ceremony and prayer um the pra- the practice that we have to engage in here is how to be a good relative to one another and how to be a good relative to everyone right all living things and remember our remember our original instructions why we were sent here for Exactly. Well, we look at Dr. Stately, uh, our relatives and that are our age and are they planting a tree for the next generations and generations to come? Or are we, uh, worried about our own self-interest? And I think, uh, planting a tree is what we're, we're trying to do, um, uh, as a metaphor. Yeah. Like, you know, and you want to, plant that tree and fortify it and give it attention and give it the nourishment that it needs. So it's a good way of thinking about our children and our grandchildren, you know, and, you know, not, not just, our, you know, not just our own, but, you know, the children of our nations, the children, the grandchildren of our nations, our oyates and our families, they, those are important to fortify and support because those are, you know, it's kind of like, you know, ever see a brand new tree, like just been planted, try to weather a storm. You know, it doesn't have very deep roots. It's going to just be ripped up and destroyed right away. But like, so spending all that emotional, psychological, and spiritual energy sort of helping that thing, helping those beings grow deep roots, deep roots rooted into the earth and, you know, um, connected to their ancestors, which are always with us, even though we don't recognize them, we don't see them every day. Um, Reminding them that they come from a deep well of, you know, power and strength and knowledge and wisdom and you know and tremendous beauty and generosity those are really important things to tell our children and and fortify in them so that when they hit hard times they remember to do things like share with one another right Right. um during during difficult times we can remember that like we might not have you know um you know, opulent places to live. We might not have tremendous wealth and, um, and you know, uh, an abundance in physical things, but we have abundance in spirit and in love and these other things that are life-sustaining, right? Yeah, And um, wow. Creator will always provide for us. So. 
Yeah, good words, Dr. Stately. Um, do you have time to check in for another segment here with uh, Native Ritz Radio? Sure, if I can have my IT person make sure I can do that. Right on, exactly. Hey, we're here with Dr. Stately, CEO of the Native American Community Clinic, and we are talking, just rapping about some groovy stuff here, and we'll be back here after this short break. Wendy? Stay with us. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. howl. Hey, Twin Cities, are you trying to move your side hustle to your main hustle? Having trouble leveling up your back office? Getting stuck on where and how to get money to grow your business? Then you don't want to miss Connect Up Summit Friday and Saturday, April 14th and 15th at Walder Foundation in St. Paul. Connect Up is a two-day summit offering hands-on workshops and connecting small businesses with each other, local investors, as well as local and national resources to grow your business. You'll get to meet more people in the small business ecosystem in two days than would take you two years to meet on your own. Connect Up sells out every year, so get your tickets today. Go to connectupmn.org. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn to get the latest updates. Again, that's Friday and Saturday, April 14th and 15th at the Walder Foundation in St. Paul. That's connectupmn.org. Connectupmn.org. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl. Howl. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that Dr. Stately's dog would give a little howl too. So that's awesome. A quartet of howling with a, a dog barking. That's and, awesome. you know, That's Perfect. crazy. Apropos. Hey, right on. Hey, Dr. Stately, uh, great speaking with you and talking to you. Um, it's been a while. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Wendy always says we should talk about what you want to talk about, but I just want to touch base on. Um, Again, uh, there's another shooting, mass shooting here today. Uh, also, Tennessee is the upside-down world, and uh, we just have to, I don't know, sometimes it's draining to uh, be on the radio and listen to news and do the news. Yeah, that's well, it's disheartening, that's for sure. And one of the challenges that I think is um, so, so you know, in the moment is just like, you know, it does oftentimes feel like the world is upside down and that, you know, things we're, we're losing so many, so much traction on some things that have been in place for decades, right? Like I grew up as a young man in a world where, you know, abortion was legal for most of my life. Right. Right. Um, And um, I grew up in a space and place where like, I, you know, when I was a kid, I don't, you know, I never saw or heard about mass shootings, right? Um, it just was something that was so, um, you know, foreign to us. And I think what's challenging. I live on the a dog. Park. The yeah. dog believes you. He's got good voice. He's coming through pretty good. 
Get over here and sit down. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get them to stop once they get started. Right. He's. Yeah. It's good that you're a puppy screamer. He's like, I live in a park, and so he sees, you know, like, you know, he barks at everything. He sees a bird, barks. Yeah. He could be oh, he likes, the, he hey, likes when we no. likes when we howl, too. Yeah. No. And, you know, it's funny, um, you know, we've known the puppy since he is a puppy, and his bark <laughs> has changed. It's gotten a lot deeper, deeper sure. and yeah. deeper, he sounds like sure. a big dog now, you know, where that's he used cool. to sound like a puppy. So that's kind of cute. He's a pretty big dog, you know, and he's got like his little ass Alaskan heritage is like built right into his DNA. Like mm-hmm. this winter, like when, you know, remember it warmed up and all the snow melted, right? And then the yeah. next day, like in like less than 24 hours, it refroze. Well, mm-hmm. I was taking him out in the backyard and we got to the bottom of the steps in the backyard. And then there was just an icing, ice skating rink right in the bottom of my yard. Well, I biffed it. And, but I still had his leash in my hand and he literally pulled me like 10 to 15 feet through the snow in the backyard. I was like, okay, dog sledding is clearly embedded in this dog's DNA. Cause he was like, Oh, something's attached to me. I need to drag it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I was like, Oh Lord. Okay. Well, we're done with that. We're not doing that no more. So you get you get you get attached to a tether and you can like you know try and do that so but i was gonna say that one of the things that is i think really challenging for us right now is like you know young people i remember being a teenager and like some of the big things that were confronting us as teenagers like how challenging it was to navigate that space i look back now to my teenagers and i was like and i think about like how different the world is now for my teenagers it's like it is like they are dealing with some really big stuff, right? They're dealing with like, you know, you know, black and brown boys being shot right and left, right? And they're being de- they're dealing with like just overt and covert acts of racism every single day. <laughs> My job is like, hey, hey. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, it's my, it's my job is to help them navigate that space, right? So we have to have real honest conversations about that. And, you know, and one of the things I remember, I just had this conversation with somebody um, who doesn't necessarily agree with me about abortion. Like they were like, well, you know, they're one of those. And I was like, you know, like, I think it's really important for you to remember. I had this conversation and they're not a friend. They're like somebody I know. Right. And I have a relationship with, um, um, and I said, <clears throat> you know, while it is really important for you to be clear about where your boundaries are and understand that that isn't something that you would want personally for yourself or perhaps even for your own child. And that's that, that that's a valid thing. But for you to sort of like do everything you possibly can to limit the freedoms and the and the choices that other people have that actually can, you know, take their life or harm them um, in, in many, many ways. Um that's like, that's not, that's the antithesis of like being a good relative on the planet. Like you don't, we don't make decisions for the whole based on our need. We make right. decisions for the whole and for the fat, for the, for the, um, for the nation and for the people. We make those decisions for what's best for them. Even if it means we have to be uncomfortable, and even if it means that we have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's I- what being a relative on the planet is about. And I think when we were young, we we never struggled with the difference between uh, church and state, and that line is so blurred no. right now. Um, it's insane. Oh my god! It's, like it's not just blurred. It's like a, like a sorry, my French. It's a, like a shit show. It's like oh, you can't swear. <laughs> somebody got in there. Somebody got in there and just messed it all up. Like I mean, like seriously. Like think about like oh, the like the big headlines for the weekend. It's like a Supreme Court justice. One of the ones that has the most power ever like just able to completely like obfuscate the laws and the ethics of like what is expected of every federal employee right these are crazy crazy times and And, uh, you know you would think that the expectation that we would have that he's not going to be having conversations with ultra conservatives on these really luxurious vacations he's going on about strategy and about how to sort of undo laws and stuff like that that's crazy making 
And then he got that, uh, what, uh, autographed copy of Booker T. Washington's book or Bible or something. And it's just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? The same guy gave that to him. Mm-hmm. I think when when we think about uh, our, our, young, our young political days, Watergate had de- Republicans and Democrats going after Nixon, not just mm-hmm. Democrats. And the people that dropped yeah. the dime on Nixon were Republicans. So yeah. it, it's totally yeah. the upside down world for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those Republicans had balls. They had got, you know, they were, they were strong. They had their own opinions. The Republicans right. that we have in office today, especially, you know, they're just loud and outspoken and they're, you know, they they're shout nothing. louder than the other ones. They're not actually, they're, they're not actually um, great thinkers. They don't have tremendous, they don't have, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, and they're not really, um, they're not really patriots. Like, well, they're not for the anything. They're just they're, against things. They're, they're, yeah, what bills are they exactly. coming up with other than Biden? And uh, um, I mean, yeah. that's that's a, what I think a positive for us here in Minnesota, Dr. Stately, is what's going on in our state capitol right now with uh, the trifecta of the, the Democrats. Things are happening so fast and getting done because they've been stifled for so long by... Uh, yeah. The last cycle was uh, Senate it's, was uh, abs- had by Republicans. Yeah. Absolutely, you think you hear on the news, people will be like, "Everyone's concerned. Bills are moving so fast, moving too fast." <laughs> it's like, well, you've been used to like eight years of nothing happening. You've been used to like the Senate tying everything up and not approving anything, and like making you know, like making everything look like a quagmire, and like you know, like you know. You know, like it's like the the place is being run by slots. It's like, oh, I'll get to making that signature on that bill in about 10 years. Right. <laughs> but so they're used to that. They don't understand how things are supposed to work. They don't understand what debate looks like. They think debate looks like yelling at each other and screaming right. at each other and, you know, posting on Instagram and Facebook and a few other things and just being completely, you know, unruly. It's like it's it's so like, you know, it. I pay attention to those things and I try to have conversations with my kids about it because I want them to understand this is not how you show up in a civil society and have conversation. Exactly. Well, Dr. Staley, it's been uh, our pleasure to talk to you. It's been a few weeks, like you said, and uh, always good to hear your insight and, um, and hear your puppy bark and uh, and and hear you swear once a show too. I think hopefully the studio. <laughs> I know. That. Is that really actually a swear word? I guess it is. Huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to I have to say something like a shoot show. It's a shoot show. There you go. <laughs> They're nervous at the studio. Anyway, um, I missed you too. I know you love me, and I know you missed me, but I, I missed you too, and I'm glad I'm I'm glad to be back. Right on. Hey, Native Ritz Radio, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, You're listening to Native Ritz Radio, Wendy. Free Leonard Peltier. Right on. We'll see you tomorrow.